This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorf. It's the Old Trailblazer riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. We've got to get down there to where the folks are standing around waiting for the Old Trailblazer. Many of our homes are sitting there. They're waiting for, our, waiting for the Old Trailblazer to come on. And up over there in North Island, over there in Sacramento, California, up there in Seattle, Washington, wherever this broadcast is going, down there in, in uh, San Benito, Texas, where that group stands around, sits around, listens to the broadcast, all up and down our East Coast, North and South Carolina, uh, Georgia, Florida, and over there, and, and, and wherever, wherever. Isn't radio a gracious thing? Isn't the radio a gracious thing? Also, the uh, Internet. Many of our folks listen over the Internet now. And you go there on the inter- on your computer and look us up on the Internet. Look up our website. That's radiomissions.org. And uh, we have much material posted there. The old Trailblazer sermons posted there. You can hear them. Uh, before they ever air on the broadcast or later on if you miss them. But I appreciate every one of you helping me with the broadcast. The Lord is supplying the need. We've all been going through a downturn in the economy. But the Lord, we've not missed a, not missed a payment yet. And uh, I told someone the other day, it's grace. The Lord has given us grace here. This ministry is on solid footing. We don't owe anybody a penny except the current bills that we have. And I see where ministries all over the country are facing bankruptcy and those things. And my heart goes out to those folks. But maybe maybe it's because they're not honoring the Lord, my friend. Oh, that's what we're speaking about, our children, honoring the Lord. Honoring the Lord in, honoring, in, in obeying their dad and their mother, obeying the classroom teacher, obeying the principal of the school, obeying the policeman standing on the corner over there. If he tells you to move on, move on. If he tells you to slow down, slow down. But my friend, it's all it's all obedience. Now, I know one thing that I have witnessed: never does a child get saved until he learns to obey. No, you never won't. You won't never get saved if you if you don't obey your father and mother. You won't ever get saved. And also, I don't care how religious you are. I don't care what place he holds in the church. If an individual has never learned to obey his parents. He's not saved. Now, I can tell you that without fear or contradiction. If he's never learned to obey his parents, it shows he has never been through the house of Holy Spirit conviction, brought low to the place of repentance. You say, Pastor, what is repentance? I hear you talking about it all the time. What is repentance? Well, old cornfield definition is just taking the blame. Have you ever taken the blame? Father, your children running now. Some of them in jail, some of them uh, here, there, and yonder. Have you taken the blame? It's your fault. It's your fault. I'm gonna lay the I'm gonna lay the fault right at your steps, my friend, right at your feet. Just like John the Baptist said, the axe must be laid to the root of the tree. That means that he has to root out all of that thing. That's what the old trailblazer does. Root out that disobedience there in the home. Oh, my friend, I've been I've I've seen folks who've gotten embarrassed because it. Children acted up while there was company present. Isn't that, isn't that terrible to do your mother and daddy that away, my friend? Swell up like a toad frog, won't say anything to anybody. But my friend, I've never seen one of those folks get saved but what he'd had to learn obedience. Now, as long as a child rebels in his heart against the voice of authority in that home, he rebels against the lordship of Christ. Would you think about that for me, teenager? My teenage boy and girl, would you think about that? Oh, I don't, you don't, they don't ever hear this broadcast. Well, you don't know, my friend. The Lord says he works in mysterious ways. It's easy for me. I, I've seen the providence of God. I told my congregation the other night, I look back. I like to go back and look. 
I was born down here in a little old country home, dirt farm, my dad farmed. I was a, I was a kind of a runt of the bunch, and, and uh, you know, thinking about it. And, and I, I look back, and I saw the providence of God, how that, uh, how that my mom and dad raised us and taught us to work and taught us to obey and taught us to behave. But then I go start on through life, and I see the providence, the hand of the Lord, how he had his hand up on me. Many times, looking back, I could have been killed or injured in some place where I had no business being, but the Lord kept me. And then, after having joined some little modern-day church, after that, the Lord didn't leave me there. He allowed me to come under the preaching of Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr., who was an old-time, old-fashioned, God-fearing pastor who had been down that road of Holy Spirit conviction. The Lord had saved him, and the Lord brought me there. To see, I never heard of the man. And the Lord brought me there under an old gospel tent one Sunday afternoon. And I knew the first message that I heard that he had something that I didn't have. All I had was a shell, just an old empty shell. Like, you know, you go on the, on the beach there somewhere and you find a, a coconut shell. Man, you get the hammer and break that thing open, nothing in it. Not a thing in the world in it. That's what I had, just an old shell. Just an old shell of religion. And the providence of God brought me under the preaching of the true gospel. And I'm hoping and praying and asking the Lord to do that for you out there in my radio audience, in my Internet audience, wherever you are, as we bring these studies on the home to a close in the next few days. But listen, we were looking there in our last study about a child or a grown person who rebels against God. He never gets saved. He never gets saved. You tell me you saved and you act like you never been uh, never obeyed nobody in your life. You never took the low place in your life. You never acknowledged that you was a sinner. You're not saved. Don't know you used to call up and tell me you're saved. You don't know anything about the Lord. Don't know anything about repentance. No. But listen, you talk to, to an individual in uh, rebellion against the Lord or rebellion against his parents. You talk to him about trusting the Lord for salvation. That's blasphemy. You can't deal with that kind of person. To say that child is saved who had never learned obedience is to just that's just nonsense. Now we're going to look at another verse in Second Timothy, uh, chapter three. You'll find these words. Find these words now. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Now listen, perk up your ears and listen disobedient to parents. We notice one of the most prevalent sin in the closing days in our religious life is disobedience to parents. It's worldwide, my friend. It's spread all the schools, even the, 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 the elementary schools now. Uh, it's just disobedient. I saw where an elementary school child here a week or two ago carried a, a, a gun to school with him. Oh, in their knapsack or in their back pocket, wherever. But listen... Apostle Paul here is not talking about the world, no, or the children of the families of the world. He's talking about the children of the church. He's talking about the church families. Now, we're living in those days right now. I tell folks, we're living there today. Nothing has to happen before the Lord will come back. I've never seen as much rebellion in my life in the hearts of children of our church families, and these children belong to our churches, to the parents. Their parents go to church. They have been brought into our churches under high-pressure decision days in Sunday school in many of our churches, training union, vacation Bible school, and such like. They've padded the church rolls and told that they were saved, 
And now, listen, listen, that was years ago, and now they're the church leaders in our churches. They have no knowledge of saving grace. But listen, listen, they've been brought up in our training unions to train them for church membership, that, that they've never known Christ as their Lord. They've never known Holy Spirit conviction. They're foreigners to repentance. Therefore, they have missed Christ. They are disobedient to their parents. Their wills have never been broken. They cannot be taught the Bible. And as a whole, they do not love the Bible and cannot understand it. And, because, and, and all of that leads to them telling you and me where to head in. They call us a fogey-eyed old fool, and they're going to have their way or bust. Oh, but my friend, listen, they cannot understand it because they've never been born again. Why have they not been born again? Why are they not saved? They've never been awakened to their lost condition and brought to see themselves. Our present-day so-called child evangelism is a joke. It's just a farce. It's an abomination in the sight of God. It makes a child too far more a child of hell than he was before. So many churches today are sending their children on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights off to the movie picture show or somewhere else in the church building for entertainment. And they're training that child for a life in hell. Oh, I want to tell you, my friend, we're facing the darkest hours we've ever faced with our children. God help us in these hours. I wish you fathers and mothers would wake up, make up your minds, resolve in your heart, those who claim to be saved, that you will not go to heaven and leave your children behind. The old trailblazer is just a practical old fool, you call him, but I often get down right where we live. I ask my audience many, many times, are you saved? Are you saved? Are any of y'all saved out there? I conduct many funerals. One of the things that I do, I say, I'm not here to tickle the flesh. I'm not here to lay honors upon the dead. They're dead and gone on. What I say means nothing to them. But I ask you, are you saved? Can you look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm saved? I'm washed in the blood? And can you do that, my friend? I'm going off there in a few minutes, but I want you to carry this home with you. Are you saved? Have you ever been washed in the blood? You know what salvation is? It's not a decision for Jesus. It's not shaking some preacher's hand. It's not, it's not doing those things. No. It's coming to know the Lord as your Lord and Savior in repentance. Oh, but my friend, I know. I know folks won't have it. I know that. But listen, some of you are taking the road of least resistance with your children saying if God's going to save them, he'll save them. But listen, that shows spiritual laziness to the nth degree. On the other hand, you say they won't listen to me. I tell you one who will listen to you, my friend, that cry for deliverance. These children are associated. They're our responsibility. And I know I've been criticized because children are associated with me in this work. One by one, the Lord has saved one here and one there. But listen, listen, I praise the Lord. If the Lord saves my children, he can save yours. Mother, don't let go. God can save that wayward daughter. Don't let go. Don't give up. Don't give up. Be faithful in your prayers. Don't give up, my friend. If I have anything to say, don't give up. Pray. Pray and ask the Lord. Lord, help. Don't, don't let my children go. Don't let my wife go. Don't let my children go, Dad. Would you pray that prayer? Don't let my husband go. If you're a, a grown child, know the Lord. Don't let my parents go. Oh, there may be something that you don't understand, but don't let them go. Lord, Lord, I pray for them. Don't let them go. Lord, help the old trailblazer to be true to other souls. Maybe just one poor soul will be saved under his ministry to be worth all he's put into it. 
Bless him. Ask the, ask the Lord for the old trailblazer. And then remember, if you can, help me with the broadcast. You may not appreciate anything I say. It's going out. The message is going forth over many, many stations. And folks are writing in, telling me to keep on, keep it on, preacher. Don't let up. Don't let up. My children are lost. Lord, help us this day. I, I wish I could I wish I wish could just gather you up like a, a hen does gather her chicks and put them under her wing and cry out over them, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered thee together? The old trailblazer, brokenhearted this, at this time because the only thing I can do is bring you God's word. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Parents, bring them up in the way that they should be. Start when they're little, three, four years old. Read to them. Read the scriptures with them. Let, them. let them see you pray. Let them hear you pray. And then you let them pray. Give them a chance to pray. Those simple prayers, childlike prayers. Lord, save me. Lord, save me or I perish. This is the old trailblazer. Pastor Pendarvis, remember my address, the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number, area code 225 Six six four eight six five eight. Goodbye.